into the Word of God. So grab your Bibles because you can't turn to your Bibles on your phones, of course, because you're in the live stream. So grab your Bibles, grab a nice, good, physical Bible. Take a picture of it if you want to show us, whether it's King James, whether it's New King James, NIV, uh, ABC, whatever version it might be, whatever language, Yoruba, um, Patois, um, Tui, 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 how do I say it? Yeah, um, let us know and um, turn with me, please, to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through to 8, and it reads as follows. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. It reads as follows. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate a time of war and a time of peace. Lord, even as we go into your word this morning, we pray, Lord, that our hearts will be open to receive everything that you would have us receive during this time that we have together. Lord, we pray that you will meet each and every one of us at our point of need and minister to our hearts in a different way this morning. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. This morning, I want to speak to you on the topic seasons and reasons seasons and reasons so you can go ahead and use that hashtag seasons and reasons you know in the scripture that we just read in ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through to 8 king solomon tells some of us and reminds others that there is a season a time for everything under the sun now irrespective of what's going on out there in our day-to-day world, I want to encourage you to think about what season you are in currently in your life, personally. Irrespective of what's happening out there, irrespective of what we see in the news and in the media, what season are you currently in personally? And in addition to that, I don't just want you to think about what season you might be in personally, but I also want you to think about what the reason for that season might actually be seasons and reasons and in order to do that i want to share with you three things should you be taking notes that i want you to understand about seasons as a whole we are getting ready to go into a week of prayer and fasting and our theme this week is seasons and reasons and so this morning i want to lay the ground for where we are going during this week seasons and reasons three things I want to share with you about seasons as a whole. Number one, no season 
is forever. No season is forever. I want to read to you two scriptures from the book of Psalms, both spoken by David, to illustrate this point. The first one is found in Psalm 55, verse 6, so you can turn there. And the second one is found in Psalm 30, verse 6. In Psalm 55, verse 6, David said, So I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. But in Psalm chapter 30, verse 6, he says, Now in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Two contrasting scriptures. In Psalm 55, verse 6, David wanted to fly away. He wanted to be elsewhere. He wanted to be at rest. But in Psalm chapter 30, verse 6, he says, Now in my prosperity, I will not be moved. In other words, David was saying in one season of his life, I'm enjoying this season. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying put. And in another season of his life, he's like, get me out of here. I need to get some rest. We can all identify with David. We've all been there. We've had seasons in our life where things are great. And we have seasons in our lives where we're like, get me out of here. And these two scriptures show us a true picture of life and an example of different seasons we encounter in life. Because seasons come and seasons go. But with that, no season lasts forever. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. It reads as follows. While the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. This applies naturally, but this also applies spiritually. So what am I saying? If you are currently in a good season, enjoy your season. Maximize the season. Make the most of this season. However, if it's a tough season for you, fear not. Do not be dismayed because the good news of understanding seasons is that no season lasts forever. And if you're in a tough season, what you simply have to do is embrace the current season you are in, in the way that God reveals to you that he wants you to embrace it and do that until it passes. And if no season is forever, then it's important for you to understand my second point. And my second point is this. You are not your season. You are not your season. Do me a favor. Look in the mirror, point in the mirror and say, you, you are not your season. Would someone put in the comments for me right now, hashtag, you are not your season. If you're watching this, with a loved one, if you're watching this with family, would you turn to them, get them in a headlock, poke them in the eye and tell them you, no, don't do that. You are not your season. Listen to me. When good things happen in life, it doesn't necessarily make you a good person. Likewise, when bad things happen, it's not a sign that you're a bad person or, you are a cur- or you've been cursed. It's just a sign that things are happening contrary to what you would prefer and we need to respond accordingly and persevere through it. Job is a great example of someone who was right standing before God yet 
he faced a prolonged season of turmoil. All of his friends assumed that it was because he had done something wrong when actually it was just a test. Could it be the same for you? Could it just be that the season you're going through is a test? You know, during the season, many of us who, you know, work out every day, who are fit and in shape like myself, are missing the gym. I don't know why Chima's smiling behind the camera, but um, we're missing the gym. And many of you know that when you go to the gym, for those of you that lift weights, when you finish lifting weights, anything from two hours to even up to four days afterwards, you get some soreness in your muscles. This is called DOMS, D-O-M-S. It's an acronym for Delayed Onset of Muscle Soreness. And what happens is that as you lift the weights, your muscles tear, and it's during the repairing process that you feel that soreness, but that repairing process is growing the muscles. Is it possible that in this season of your life, you might feel like you're being torn, you're being stretched, you're being pulled on, but actually it's all for your growth? Who knows? Either which way, you are not your season. And so please do not assume that you are worse than others if you have suffered loss or going through trials in this current season of your life. You may experience setbacks, but it doesn't mean that you are a setback. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. You may feel hard up financially. You may feel lonely. You may feel anxious. You may feel like you're underachieving. You may feel like you should be where others are at this stage in their life, yet you are not your season. Would you at someone else in this chat and tell them you are not your season? Why is it important for you to know this? It is important for you to know this because I have come to see people change what they believe due to the season they're in. And people often make bad decisions in tough seasons. Listen, when you are in a challenging or difficult season, please be careful what meaning you associate to things as a result of the season you are experiencing. You know, in the life of Joseph, in the book of Genesis, we see that a season of prosperity is preceded by pits and being in prison. God's plan for Joseph to be a great ruler never changed just because he was in the pit or because he was in the prison. But do you know what? If Joseph decided he wasn't going to be faithful in serving others, if he decided to falter in his relationship with God, he may not have left the prison when he was due to. He might not have even left the prison at all. And I want to say to you, should you be going through a tough season, that God is still with you, whether you are in the pit, whether you're in the palace, even if you're in the prison. Whether it's the pit, whether it's the prison, whether it's the palace, God is with you. His promises remain the same. Someone say, you are not your season. So number one, no season lasts forever. Number two, you are not your season. And number three, seasons are classrooms for preparation. Seasons are classrooms for preparation. Do you know that what you are learning now in this season of your life will help you be wiser should you go through such circumstances again or similar circumstances again in future? It will be useful when you have a friend or a family member or a loved one who is going through that season also. 
Do you know that you can learn things in your dark seasons that will help you to minister hope and stability and encourage to others and yourself who will possibly face these things again in future? In fact, if you have a deepened relationship with God, you know that sometimes we go through things in life for the sake of God giving us experiences and knowledge in that area to minister to others too in future. And so therefore he takes us through it so that we can experience it in order to be a blessing and help others through it. And I want to say to you that learning through the seasons of life matures you so that you can handle seasons again better in future. In that same Joseph's life, the plan of God was for him to rule. But before he could rule, he needed to be ruled over. In other words, he had to go through a season of preparation. I always tell those who are members of the Cornerstone Church that I couldn't pastor a congregation and a people without first being sheep. I couldn't be a shepherd without first being sheep. I had to learn what it meant to be on this side of the coin before I could be on that side of the coin. I had to go through pastoral training in order to lead effectively. In other words, I had to go through a season, a classroom of preparation. And seasons are classrooms for preparation. Preparation is so, so key. There is nothing worse than not being prepared for what you have been praying for or you are expecting. And listen, it's too late to prepare when it arrives. It is too late to prepare when it arrives. The greatest athletes know this. And so you must take this on board. It is too late to prepare when it arrives. You know, way BC, way BC, and by BC I mean before Corona, I was thinking about Primark. Do you remember Primark? And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if they regret not having an online platform to sell their goods. There might be 101 reasons for it, whether it be affordability or any other reason. But I wonder if they're now sitting back and wishing, actually, I wish we had an online platform to which we could sell our goods. I wonder if they're sitting back and thinking, actually, I should have adapted and we should have got ready for modern times. In other words, we should have kept up with the current trends of online shopping. Listen to me. You cannot afford to wait until something happens before you adjust. And this typically happens, I see this happen with people when it comes to relationships. They've been praying for a, a man. They've been praying for a woman. But they haven't been preparing. And it's when that man arrives on the scene, it's when that woman arrives on the scene that they now decide, oh, I want to become accountable. Oh, I want to go to seminars. Oh, I want to read books. Listen, you cannot afford to wait for it to come before you start to prepare. We are all familiar, and if you're not, let me point out this common scripture to you found in First Chronicles chapter 13, sorry, chapter 12 and verse 32. Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 
and all their brethren were at their command. I've highlighted, I've underlined, I've italicized, I've bold, I've put in bold the point that I want you to see here. They had an understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. First Chronicles 12, 32. Now there's different schools of thought as to what they actually had an understanding of. Some people argued that they had an understanding of astronomy. Some people argue that, you know what, they had an understanding of the times politically. But the common school of thought is that they understood that now is the time in which David would succeed Saul as king of Israel. Either which way, one thing that is clear is that everyone else was at their command, though they were small in number, which shows us the value of knowing the season you are in, in order to know what to do and listen in order to know what not to do. Knowing what to do helps you to prepare for what is to come and be open to what God is doing in you in this season. And what I have noticed about natural seasons is that if you dress for the summer in the winter, the weather will force you to change, otherwise you'll be severely unwell. If it's in the summer and you dress like it's winter, you will find yourself uncomfortable. You will find yourself hot. You will find yourself bothered. And the same applies spiritually. Listen to me. When you are not appropriately dressed and positioned for the season, you will find yourself restless. You will find yourself quitting when God wanted you to endure something or enduring something when God wanted you to quit that thing. You must adapt to the season in your life and again understand that there is a reason for the season that you are in. You know, right now during this pandemic, some people are arguing, oh, you should rest. Others are saying you should acquire a new skill. Neither is right or wrong. It really is dependent on the season you are in personally. And can I encourage you during this prayer and fasting week that we have coming up to pray a number of things, but can I encourage you to keep these four things in your prayer this week? I want to encourage you to pray, firstly, that God will identify the season you are currently in and what to do as a result. The children of Israel knew what to do, but they also knew what not to do as a result of the season they were in. Can I secondly encourage you to pray that God will reveal to you what he wants you to learn from this current season that you are in. Thirdly, pray that God will use this season to align you with focus and purpose. And pray that God will use this season to reveal himself to you in a new way. Pray that he will identify the season you are currently in and what to do and not do as a result. Pray that he will reveal to you what he wants you to learn from this season. Pray that God will use this season to align you with focus and purpose and pray that God will use this season to reveal himself to you in a new way. You know, I've mentioned that we're going into a week of prayer and fasting and listen, I really want to say to you, if you make a decision right now to go into this week, joining in in prayer and fasting, following the theme and the guidelines which you can download on our website, if you decide to follow the action points that we've laid out for you this week, I trust 
that God will reveal himself to you in a new way. I believe that he's going to bring clarity to some of you as to what he is saying to you in this season and what he is preparing you for in the season to come. I believe that if you make him your focus, if you decide, I'm going to get involved this week, I'm going to draw closer to God in prayer and fasting, then you will redeem the time wisely, even as the Apostle Paul tells us to do in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 16. And so, in conclusion, I want to tell you something else in addition to everything that I've shared with you this morning. I want to encourage you, please, 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 irrespective of what's happening in our day-to-day seasons or day-to-day world, can I encourage you, please, 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 keep the right season in your heart. Keep the right season in your heart. Listen, I can't tell you how long your personal season may or may not last. For some people, it might be 12 months. For the woman with the issue of blood, it was 12 years. However, I will remind you, of a famous saying that says, it's only the water on the inside of the boat that causes danger, not the water outside the boat, as vast as it may be. And so I want to encourage you this morning, even if there is conflict, even if there is trouble in the exterior, please, please, please remember Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. You know, I understand that we cannot control what happens around us. We can't. But we can control what happens on the inside of us. You can't control how people treat you, but you can control how you decide to respond to people and whether you're going to allow what they say to sit and rest in your heart. You can't control what people say about you, but you can control whether you let them get to your heart or not. You can't control what's happening in our day-to-day world. I know that. I understand that. But you can control what's happening in your day-to-day world. The question is, what season are you in and what is the reason for your season? Would you take a moment with me this morning just to bow your heads wherever you are joining us from this morning? And would you say, Lord, reveal to me the purpose of this current season that you have me in. What is the purpose for this season? What is the meaning? I know that there's a lot happening in the day-to-day world. I know that there's a lot going on across the nations of the world that is out of my control. But what season is it for me personally? You said summer and spring and winter will come and go. Sea time and harvest. So what season is it for me, Lord? Reveal to me the reason for the season. I don't just want to know what season I'm in, but what is the reason for the season? And would you also pray right now, Lord, prepare me for the season that is to come. So pray, Lord, I don't just want to know what season I'm in and the reason for it, but I also want you to prepare me for what's to come. Do you know some of you, you're on the fringe of a new season in your life and you know it. You know what's to come. You know where God is taking you. You know he's opening up doors of favour for you. You know he's opening up doors of opportunity for you in your workplace. You know that for some of you, you're stepping into ministry. The question is, are you humble enough to get on your knees and say, Lord, I can't do it in my own strength. So prepare me for what's to come. Show me why I'm here 
in this season at this time. Show me what the plans and purposes you have for me. Help me to align my focus and my purpose to the season so that I may be rightly addressed and ready for what's to come. And whilst we're praying this, I just want to take a moment once again to ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes. And I would love for everyone to repeat this prayer after me. Wherever you are, just say, Father Lord, I come before you this morning acknowledging that I am a sinner or that I have backslidden. I believe that you sent Jesus Christ, your one and only begotten Son, to this earth to die for my sins, that I may have a life eternally and abundantly with you. And so right now, I confess this with my mouth and I believe this in my heart. And I ask that your Holy Spirit will come into my life, fill me afresh, fill me anew, give me a reason for this season and give me life eternally and abundantly here and now and in the time to come. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. You can put a clap emoji in the comments. You can put hashtag seasons and reasons. You can put the hands up emoji. Um, you can show and express your gratitude to God this morning in the comments. And I really want to encourage you, if you prayed that prayer this morning, please do not just see what you have done as a light-hearted thing. If you meant it, you sincerely meant it from the bottom of your heart, please, please, please send us a message right now. 